Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Revelation chapter 7. After this, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds of the earth to prevent any wind from blowing on the land or on the sea or on any tree. Then I saw another angel coming up from the east, having the seal of the living God. He called out in a loud voice to the four angels who had been given power to harm the land and the sea. Do not harm the land or the sea or the trees until we put a seal on the foreheads of the servants of our God. Then I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000 from all the tribes of Israel. From the tribe of Judah, 12,000 were sealed. From the tribe of Reuben, 12,000. From the tribe of Gad, 12,000. From the tribe of Asher, 12,000. From the tribe of Naphtali, 12,000. From the tribe of Manasseh, 12,000. From the tribe of Simeon, 12,000. From the tribe of Levi, 12,000. From the tribe of Issachar, 12,000. From the tribe of Zebulun, 12,000. From the tribe of Joseph, 12,000. And from the tribe of Benjamin, another 12,000. After this, I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every tribe, every nation, every people, and every language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. When one of the elders asked me, These in white robes, who are they and where did they come from? I answered, Sir, you know. And he said, These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them, nor any scorching heat, for the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. So now we move to another set of visions, or a different type of orientation with the visions. And John sees four angels in verse 1. It reads this way, After this I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds of the earth to prevent any wind from blowing on the land or on the sea or on any tree. Then I saw another angel coming up from the east, having the seal of the living God. Now I want to just pause for a second. 
the seal of God or the seal of a king, the seal of a ruler in the time that this was written, was evidence of ownership. You would put a seal on things belonging to the king. Uh, you'd put the seal of the king. And so a document that carried the seal of the king would be treated with special care and attention because it belonged to the king. And the seal was applied by a little metal device that was um, generally uh, impressed on wax that was still a little bit pliable from having been heated. And so the seal of the living God was, by implication, something that would mark things belonging to God. And so this angel called out in a loud voice to the four angels who had been given power to harm the land and the sea, do not harm the land or the sea or the trees until we put a seal on the foreheads of the servants of our God. And this seal, as I just mentioned, would indicate ownership. So apparently the angels were going to uh, release more judgments on the land and the sea and the trees, but it wasn't going to happen until God had marked those people that belonged to him, till the angel had put this mark on the foreheads of, um, of God's servants. Now, this was not unique in Scripture. It happened back in Ezekiel during the time that the Babylonians were destroying the city of Jerusalem. Ezekiel had a vision. And it went like this. This is from Ezekiel chapter 9, verse 3. Now the glory of the Lord God of Israel went up from the cherubim, where it had been, and moved to the threshold of the temple. Then the Lord called to the man clothed in linen, who had the writing kit at his side. Now this is an angelic being. This man clothed in linen was a supernatural being. And he said to him, go throughout the city of Jerusalem and put a mark on the foreheads of those who grieve and lament over all the detestable things that are done in it. And it goes on to say in that chapter 9 that these would be protected. They belong to God. So the people who belong to God were to be marked on their foreheads. So back to Revelation, uh, here the text says that a seal is going to be applied to the foreheads of the servants of God. We don't know what it'll look like, whether it'll be a spiritual marking or whatever, but it's happened before in Scripture and it's indicative of those belonging to God. And then immediately in verse 4, John discovered the number of those who were sealed, those who belonged to God. It was 144,000, and he says they were sealed out of every tribe of Israel's people. And then he names uh, 12 of the tribes of Israel, uh, having 12,000 from each tribe. We don't know whether this is indeed 12,000 Jewish believers who are sealed or whether they're indicative of something else. We're not sure. In chapter 14, we find out that they're males and they're virgins, and so they haven't known women and they're males. Once again, we don't know if this is a spiritual group or if they're indeed 144,000 Jewish male virgins who are sealed. Uh, my personal thought is it's symbolic that these are not just male virgins from each individual tribe in exact increments. But the victorious ones will be dressed in white. In verse 9, after this, I looked, and there before me was a great multitude beyond that 144,000 that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. This would, of course, bring back to their memory the palm branches of Palm Sunday at the triumphant entry when Jesus entered Jerusalem before the crucifixion. 
And so they were people who had been redeemed, not just from Israel, but from every tribe, tongue, people, and language. And they worshiped Jesus, the Lamb of God, saying, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the host of heaven joined in with their praise. We read in verse 11, all the angels uh, were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshiped God together with these redeemed who were wearing white, saying, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Then one of the elders asked John, he said, These in white robes, who are they and where did they come from? And John answered wisely, Sir, you know. And the elder said, These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. And so these are uh, believers from every tribe, tongue, and nation that have been under terrible tribulation, pressure, persecution. And they've washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, it goes on to say, they are before the throne of God and serve him night and day in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them, nor any scorching heat. And in verse 17, for the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. Note that. The Lamb will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear. So they're going to be in his temple. They're going to be in his presence forever. They're never going to be hungry or thirsty. The Lamb is their shepherd, and he will lead them to springs of water. So they're going to permanently be in the the tabernacle of God. Once again, I want you to remember the prayer of David as put forward in the 23rd Psalm. He said, The Lord is my shepherd. Here, the lamb is their shepherd. It's the fulfillment of what uh, David wrote and shared prophetically in the 23rd Psalm. The Lord has indeed become their shepherd. And he says, the Lord uh, leads me beside still waters. Here, the Lord will lead them and shelter them with his presence. They'll never thirst. The Lord brings them to springs of living water. And ultimately, the 23rd Psalm says, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Here, they're told that they'll serve God day and night in his temple forever, and um, never again will they go out. So this is the same group that's longed for in David's 23rd uh, Psalm, the most beloved of all the Psalms. So in the unveiling of Jesus in this chapter, we have those who are dressed in white, appearing before the throne of Jesus, the Lamb of God. And we hear the angelic host and the others crying out together, salvation belongs to God and to the Lamb. So our Savior is there with God the Father as the Lamb of God. And those who are dressed in white, their their robes are white because they've been washed in the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ. Ultimately, Jesus the Lamb will shepherd his people, He'll be their shepherd and comfort them and love them forever, and they'll be with him forever. So in this continuing picture of Jesus that's coming forward, a lot of the details are added in this chapter, friends. Lord, we just thank you that you are indeed the good shepherd. We thank you, Lord, that there's a place reserved for us in your temple, in your presence forever. 
that you will lead us to still waters. You'll shelter us with your presence. Never again will we be thirsty. Lord, the sun won't harm us. There'll be no heat or anything negative that will affect our lives. You'll lead us to springs of living water. Lord, we love you. We thank you for the glorious future you've prepared for those who love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.